0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Have you heard all the rave about the new Quick Grill located inside the Be Quick Chevron on Veterans Boulevard? Come visit Be Quick Chevron along with Quick Grill, Be Quick Food Mart, your locally owned hometown convenience store, wherever you are.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Lines And join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. Hello?
2: Everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. On this
0: Friday, y'all. Little
2: chilly out there, Rhino. A little chillier than it was yesterday. Yeah, and we got the National Weather Service uh, coming on at 10:20 to give us a bit on the forecast for the chilly weather over the weekend. I know we've been talking about that, but it's it's been. A, I think a relatively warm uh, fall, late fall, Christmas time. We were in shorts, right, around Christmas time. I know you came into the studio a couple of times in the shorts. It was warm. Oh, yeah.
3: It was 70 degrees for the highs, which is nice. Yeah. Pretty sure that's one of the selling features of California.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, as my business friends say out there, people will pay a lot for that sunshine and warmth, (laughs) and they do. Uh, but, here in the Magnolia State, what's the high today, 30s?
3: I think the highest you'll see anywhere in the Magnolia State today would be about 36 or 37. Okay, that's cool. Maybe a little higher on the Gulf Coast, if you're lucky, but yeah, it's going to be chilly today, no matter where you are. All right. Well,
2: um, we will have the National Weather Service on to give us an update overnight. Sad news from the entertainment industry. Meatloaf, famously known for "Bad Out of Hell," still sells like a hundred million albums, I believe. He passed away at the age of seventy-four. Sorry to hear that. The uh, the story, you know, the story of how he got the name, right? No. Uh, I think as it goes, I get I get this right. When he was born, the uh, I think the physicians referred to him as uh, being red, like his complexion, red. Red is meat, is what I believe the physician said. And that kind of stuck. And then when he was playing football, he was a, obviously a, a Husky individual, and when he was playing football, the, uh, evidently his football coach added the loaf. So he kind of had the, the nickname meat, and then combined that with loaf, meat, loaf, and that's where he got But who doesn't know that? It's pretty, it's iconic. He passed away at 74. That's kind of sad, honestly. Made a lot of great music, I think. And uh, it's also my understanding that he kind of stayed out of the, uh, the, the typical hard life of a rock and roll performer. That uh, he, he pretty much just performed and didn't really engage in all of the extracurricular that is typically associated with with uh, those sorts of performers. Also, did I did I just see before the show? Yeah, comedian Louie Anderson also passed away at 68. Louie Anderson, very sad news. He was hilarious, was fantastic. Uh the host of Family Feud at one point. Exactly. Two two sad deaths today to report to you. Really hate to see that. The uh, markets yesterday, big sell off, doing better today. I just noticed we lost some lights here in the Super Talk studio. You notice that? We lost some lights. I think they just moved. They moved? I think they're behind your head. Uh, oh, they are. Yes, indeed. We continue to experiment to get the, uh, the correct uh, light motif, the configuration. Here. Yeah, that's it. Uh, We got Houston and the smart guys working on all that, right, in the background. Constantly tinkering to get it just right. We appreciate that. Nonetheless, the market's big sell-off yesterday and uh, rebounding somewhat today. You see, I'm looking at Netflix there on the screen. Netflix announced that their subscription growth did not align with expectations, and that triggered a sell-off. It is uh, down considerably, and that just proliferated throughout uh, the market, especially within the tech sector. The day before, it was Peloton, which is really nothing more than an exercise bike with a laptop connected to it. it somebody just got, put a rope on it or something. And a pricey subscription. <laughs> That's exactly right. and So, so that so,
3: someone will show up on that laptop to convince you that you're doing good. <laughs> Oh, and gosh. I'm pretty sure it's not really even connected to the metrics of your bike, so you could just be sitting on the bike having a Big Mac, and they would be like, <laughs> yeah,
2: go for it!
3: You're almost right. done!
2: <laughs> That's probably right. It, they had a sell-off a couple of days ago. They uh, uh, announced uh, earnings, and that didn't sit well. So this is all, of course, on the heels of Joe Biden's uh, address to the nation, which we... We uh, discussed extensively yesterday. Well, when you speak for two hours as the president, still believe that that stands, based on the reports I saw, as the longest presidential press conference ever, in- individually held, where only the president spoke. Two hours. There was a lot to uh, to break down and to take apart. But... One thing you you gotta take some consolation is Joe says with respect to inflation, supply chain worries, his build back broker plan. That's what we gotta do. So there was a time when vaccines were the solution to every problem known to man. Now we've kind of pivoted, we've diverted. Now it's the build back broker. And that, that kinda swaps places depending on the day with the voting rights bill. That too is front and center and uh, high on the list. Interesting uh, information. uh, This may even warrant the old uh, breaking news uh, theme, if we got that somewhere. I'm sorry to spring that one on you. (laughs) Breaking news. Bombshell. (laughs) All right. You know M&M's. You know those guys. Little candy. Cody candy. Not the rapper. Right. M&M's. Right. Not the rapper. The candy from the Mars Corporation. They've gone woke on us. They have rebooted the cartoon mascots. You know the commercials and the little... Even on the bags, right, they have the cartoon mascots featured. Yeah, they the take...
3: anthropomorphized
2: M&M's. <laughs> exactly. They've taken the actual candy itself, and they've uh, embellished it uh, into a cartoon character. They Mr. Potato Headed it. Correct. They're woke now, baby. Oh, for what? <laughs> Jane Hwang, global vice president for M&M's, told Adweek that it's time to minimize traditional gender stereotypes in marketing campaigns for the chocolate candies that feature the characters. Oh, by all means, <laughs> let's, let's genderficate <laughs> whatever the word is. Chocolate-coated candies, right? We took a deep look at our characters both inside and out and have evolved their looks, personalities, and backstories to be more representative of the dynamic and progressive world we live in, Miss Wang said.
3: (laughs) I'm looking at this now. Green will embrace confidence and a new pair of shoes. (laughs) Red will tone down the bossiness, and orange will acknowledge his anxiety.
2: Very important. (laughs) You can't make it up, can you?
3: I mean, if one M&M's anxious for the reasons that you can pretty much think of any M&M being anxious, being eaten, wouldn't all the M&M's be anxious?
2: (laughs) You would think. Aren't they seeing? Hey, they're getting eaten over there. Maybe I need to stay away. How about brown? The brown M&M will wear plainer eyeglasses. In more sensible, low-block heels instead of stilettos I kid you not? I never noticed brown had stilettos on. Where have I been? <laughs> it also said that the green and brown will team up as a force supporting women together, throwing shine and not shade. They were throwing shade. What does that mean? This is true. So. Even cartoon characters representing candy? Is there no limit to the madness? It does not appear. Or is this just
3: evidence that it's petering out? That it's gotten so insane that it's
2: being applied to candy-coated chocolates? That could be. I can't comprehend it, honestly. Honestly. Imagine the time, the money, the cycles, the investment. For what? This is virtue signaling at its finest. I'm not sure what the goal is here exactly. I don't even know who the heck was offended by the old m and as if that even matters just seems like we're in upside down bizarre. Well, in world. fairness,
3: they started behind the eight ball because Skittles has the market cornered on the rainbow.
2: That's true. We'll step aside right here. Van Halen bumping us out of this segment. We'll come back. We got the National Weather Service. Scott Waller from the Mississippi Economic Council at 1205.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
5: Mazda of Jackson is welcoming in 2022 with amazing deals to you during our New Year's celebration. It's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every new must in stock. Right now, get 0.9% financing on every 2022 Mazda in stock. That's right, 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson today for our New Year's celebration, where we We give you the most savings possible every single day. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Furniture Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjaxon.com. See dealer for details
6: with a proofread on slight models. Ace Bolt & Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt & Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt & Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt.
8: I love it. Catfish is excellent.
0: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the
9: Walk.
1: Why does Walgreens offer copays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. Zero-dollar copay apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See Walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check
0: it out. Let's do it. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
10: Let's
9: get on with
0: it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back everyone, midday super talk Mississippi. That's an apropos song, there, isn't it? Cold as ice, foreigner. Uh, it's cold as ice out there today. I would say we're oh, not yeah. getting above 40 around here, are we?
3: Uh, we did have somebody text in and say that they're predicting just above 40 on the Gulf Coast, but we have Mike Edmonston, the senior meteorologist from the National Weather Service in Jackson, to tell us
2: more. Sounds good. Appreciate that. Morning. Good morning. Hey, Mike, uh, tell us about what we can expect over the weekend. Well, actually, this
11: should be uh, um, the end of any wintry precip that we're expecting through the weekend. You mentioned down along the coast, I'm here in central Mississippi and I uh, just finished the update and we're looking for Yeah, somewhere around 37 in central Mississippi. But, uh, yeah, southern Mississippi along the coast, I-10 corridor may, you know, briefly go up to uh, lower 40s before dropping back down. But um, the precipitation chances will be over for the weekend. But some of the coldest temps are expected tonight. So um, there's a hard freeze issued, I think, by the National Weather Service in uh, Slidell, you know, because the people down there along the coast aren't acclimated as much as uh, the temperatures that we're looking for, and we're looking, you know, to go down in the low to mid-20s. Up here in the north, around I-20 corridor north, we're going to see teens for Saturday morning. So just below our hard freeze criteria, because we're only going to dip down there and then go back up above freezing. But the coldest night of the whole period is basically tonight. So you are not prepared for the cold. That's prepare tonight but then as we get into the weekend we're just looking for a slow moderation of temps it'll be cold again on sunday morning um central mississippi can see lower 20s you know all the way up into the northern mississippi Mm -hmm. and then down in uh southern mississippi along the coast will be in the 20s maybe the mid to upper 20s and saturday's temps We'll recover a little bit into the 40s. We're expecting 40s across much of the state. You may even see uh briefly go up to 50, 51, lower 50s down along the Interstate 10 corridor. As we get into Sunday, we'll start seeing, you know, closer to normal. In the 50s, it'll still be cooler than normal. And the next chance for any rain that we're looking for just kind of goes into the Monday period is uh, Monday. There will be a low-pressure system coming along the Gulf Coast. From the west, so we've got chance of rain coming back in on uh, during the day Monday. So we're not anticipating any more wintry precip, but that'll be the next chance for for rain in our area.
2: Okay. So what what are the uh, average temps this time of year? How far or close are we to those, given this cold snap?
11: Well, the, the average temps right now, especially here in central Mississippi, average around, um, the low to mid 30. So there on the coast, you may be up around, uh, you know, 40 degrees. I was just briefly looking at the, the record lows and the record low, like here in Jackson is like two degrees. So we're not looking for record cold, but it'll definitely be cold. And, uh, like you said, you'll have your, uh, hard freeze criteria. We'll have, um, some dangerous wind chills, as a matter of fact, too. The wind is strongest today, and it'll become lighter as we get into tonight and tomorrow. But some of the lowest wind chills we've seen have been in the single digits across portions of the Mississippi Delta um, this morning, up around Clarksville and, and uh, in that area, and you know further north toward uh, toward Memphis, toward the northern portions of uh, Mississippi. So we're not looking for a wind chill advisory. Pretty much, it's pretty much going to be hard cold or hard cold temperatures. But uh, you could see teens to near single digits, yeah. even with the lighter winds tonight when you're getting down into the lower 20s in you know, central and northern Mississippi.
2: Wow. So it, I read something, Mike, uh, help me out here, where the prevailing weather pattern for uh, this winter, the, this period of the year, expected to be... La Nina, as opposed to El Nino, which, the way I understand it, means the jet stream typically stays to our north, which uh, usually results in um, drier conditions uh, across the southern uh, uh, tier of the United States. Is that correct? What are we looking at here?
11: Yeah, that's correct, but that's the mean pattern, so there's a lot of variability in there, and if we're drier, then we can get colder air down here. If we've got like a wet pattern and maintain moisture, we don't you know generally tend to get as a... cold it's when we've really dried out. And some of the drought monitor was showing, you know, abnormally dry conditions. Now, some people may laugh around Central Mississippi uh two days ago. I think we've gotten over an inch of rain in some of the spots so it wasn't looking too dry with puddles laying around and anticipating black ice. But generally speaking we were abnormally dry and, you know, lacking on rainfall um, across much of the state. So when you get into the, you know, La Nina pattern and the, or the, yeah, the El Nino and the La Nina pattern, you'll have variabilities, but then you'll have long-term trends. And our variabilities is, uh, you know, sending these strong cold fronts down at this time. But we're hoping that we don't repeat, a, you know, last year's ice storm. We're kind of locked us in here in central Mississippi for, yeah. uh, for a period of time. But,
2: yeah, I agree. We don't want that again. That was uh, <laughs> Rhino couldn't get out of his, his uh, driveway there last year. But,
11: but this is the coldest time, of,
2: you know, from yeah.
11: middle of January to the first, you know, part of uh, February. That's the coldest time of the year. So this isn't unexpected. If we're going to have freeze warnings and whatnot, this is the period of time that we're going to see them, and then we'll uh, start warming up and getting back into a hardcore severe weather season for March, yeah. April, and maybe
2: in the bay. Yeah. What what do you see in in uh the northern part of the of the country with uh, the jet stream kind of draped over that as you typically see in a La uh Nina situation. What are we seeing up there? It seems like they've had some incredibly cold weather and lots of snow.
11: That's that and that's exactly what we're seeing. I mean that's the, the pattern should continue up there and uh the only impact for down here if most of it would stay locked in would be uh you know little colder temperatures, especially when we start getting uh, northerly winds or northwesterly flow. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if you're living in, along the river, the um, Mississippi River is getting up and spin up, so it's, once all that stuff starts melting, you know, we start maybe seeing some flooding along the Mississippi River as far as impacts down here I got due you. to what's going on in the north.
2: So. I got you. Anything else we need to be aware of to to stay safe with respect to these frigid temperatures? What's the recommendation from the National Weather Service?
11: Well, of course, it's the three P's, you know, pipes, people, and pets, and uh, hopefully people are taking precautions to protect their vegetation, but also uh, you know, bring the pets indoors if they can to provide extra warmth and, and whatnot. And of course, you know, with the space heaters, there's always the danger of uh, you know any type of internal fire a lot of people we have space heaters going on right now in our office for yeah for instance so we're kind of monitoring those but uh oh that's it you know dress warmly and provide uh you know, cover for for possible wind chills too yeah. I mean, If you're just going out for a drive it's like you know even if it's a brief anticipated drive just not anticipate a flat tire but it's almost like you know p- plan for the worst don't just run out in a light jacket just thinking it's a quick little trip yeah for those some of those turn into like traffic jams where you're stuck in the, you know, some of the colder weather.
2: So. Yeah, got it. Makes sense, Mike. Appreciate you joining us and uh, providing this uh, valuable update uh, here this morning. And we're gonna do what you said and stay safe and uh, get back at it. Appreciate it, man.
11: There you go. Thanks a lot,
2: Mike Edmonston, uh, senior meteorologist with the National Weather Service, giving us an update there. So, Rhino, how could we uh, forget? About uh, the debacle last year where I was stuck in the hotel here a couple of blocks away for, I think, four days. You couldn't get out of the driveway. Perez was pulling double duty. He was able to get around. I think Paul was staying over in the hotel as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, a couple of days there, we, we survived on a diet of Twix bars and nabs. And then they ran out of that in the hotel, and we started raiding the honey bonds out of the vending machine downstairs. (laughs) Don't need any more of that. That wasn't any fun.
3: Yeah, that was a really rare occurrence, because we've had icing and snow and wintry precipitation before, and even in a very similar situation where it was coming overnight, and we'd have to wake up and see what happened. But I'd been through that a couple times, so when the boss called me and said, "Hey," called me on Sunday afternoon before it really started getting bad, and he goes, hey, do we need to put you up? And I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll just wake up in the morning and come on in. It'll be like all the other times, and nope,
2: I was iced in. <laughs> and uh, poor Perez had to pull overtime double duty. By the time he got to me, he was worn out, man. <laughs> well, we got through it, though. It will be fine, and uh, we will again as well. We'll take a break right here. Don't forget Scott Waller with the Mississippi council joins us at 1205 we got a lot more talk here on midday stay with us
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies and cold. High only to 39. Tonight, partly cloudy and chilly. Low around 21. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 45. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 51. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the
12: No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry. I can help. And you can sleep better, too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well,
5: trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack.
13: See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free East of Dogwood in Flowood.
5: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats. All powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon. The
7: dealership that's service built. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
10: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News On its website, Apple describes the AirTag as an easy way to keep track of your stuff, but now they're being used for nefarious purposes Fox's Monica DeLuca
8: A Pennsylvania police department says it's investigating a suspect who apparently placed an AirTag on a woman's vehicle and allegedly followed her home from a movie theater. She figured out the device was there when she received an alert on her iPhone that read Unknown accessory detected. This item has been moving with you for a while. That kind of
10: thing is also happening in Mississippi. Paul Holly is with the Rankin County Sheriff's Office.
15: It's something that's new to us too. Unfortunately, as more attention becomes drawn to this, I believe that we're going to see more of it. We're trying to educate ourselves right now as well, and we're asking the public to educate themselves.
10: To disable an AirTag, users have to locate the device, tap their phone to it, then a pop-up will take you to a website that allows you to disable it. I'm Kelly Bennett.
16: It is a fact. Severe weather causes power outages. Some outages can last days. A Taylor Power Systems generator can give you peace of mind within seconds of a power outage, reassuring you that your business or home is protected and the lights are on. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674.
2: Thank you for that, Rhino. A little meatloaf music. That's where my friend Jim Walker out there sent me a text. Say we need a little meatloaf. We did it. On the all-hit request line, Rhino accommodating.
3: That song with the infamous play-by-play by Phil Rizzuto, who later claimed he didn't know the double entendre of rounding third and heading for home.
2: <laughs> really? Really. Huh. He's it. I mean, that's interesting. How about that? Uh, The legislature, I hear, is in session this morning. Supposedly. 9 o'clock, gaveled in. Is that true? According to everything I've seen. Okay. But then again, you get
3: to this point in the session, sometimes they'll gavel in. 30 minutes later, they're gaveling out. Yeah.
2: But often, they take Friday off. Uh, Yeah, sometimes. Depends on what's going on. Of course... uh, Saving days for the end and that kind of stuff. I think that's right, but now all the bills having been filed, I believe Monday was the deadline on that, and I guess a high-profile matter, that being the uh, medical marijuana. I think we're supposed to call it medical cannabis now, right? Isn't that the... (laughs) Oh, gosh.
3: That is one of the sticking points for some of these more adamant and vitriolic and militaristic people online. Cannabis. Marijuana is the is the Mexican term. It's denigrating. (laughs) It's negative. It's this and that and the other. It was a propaganda term invented during the days of Reefer Madness. Why don't you call it by its scientific name?
2: Well, that sounds about is that sounds like the stilettos on the brown MM, doesn't it? Okay. Okay. Well, here's what we got there, though, just to catch people up. We got a we got a bill that passed the Senate last week. We got a bill that passed the House this past Wednesday, I believe. Wasn't it Wednesday? I'm the days are starting to jumble together here. I believe it was Wednesday when Representative Lee Yancey presented the bill on the floor there, and the vote in favor of the legislation 104 to 14 on the House side. Representative Yancey did offer an amendment to reduce the amount that could be purchased in a month to three ounces. For a little background there, Initiative 65 called for five ounces a month. The Senate version, three and a half. The House version amended to three. Well, it really wasn't amended. The House bill was amended to three. So now we got two different bills, slight differences and nuances, and they'll have to conference that out to come up with something to send to the governor. does appear. Well, it doesn't appear. It's certainly based on the math as it stands after the vote. We've got um, veto-proof uh, voting situation, majorities in both houses, so that'll head over to the governor, and all the legislature legislators Pardon me, that we have had on the program, we've asked just to handicap what they think the governor will do, and most basically say they don't really want to, and I get that. They don't want to speak, and I, we're not asking them to speak for the governor, just asking them their opinion to weigh in. Uh, nonetheless... It uh, it could go anywhere from he vetoes it to, and sends it back and it gets overridden to he signs it and it becomes law to it sits on his desk and after five days he takes no action and it, and it by default becomes law. I think those are, best I know, those are the three routes uh, once it gets to the governor's desk in the lawmaking process. There may be another alternative. I'm not sure what that is, but I know those are the three I'm certainly familiar with that I think uh, are what are expected, uh, those three options, to be exercised. So we will see where all that goes at this point. And I know there are a lot of folks that are plan to engage in the business, in the industry, in the cannabis industry, once such legislation becomes law, that are positioned to act and ready to, to get on with that. So it should be uh, an interesting time here in the Magnolia State as we work through that. The other two major legislative matters, the teacher pay raise, we've got two versions, one in the Senate, one in the House, fairly close. Um, those matters, or are, are, are two, will be deliberated, likely in conference, since we have two separate bills from the two respective chambers. And then tax reform, I think, is also one that you'd have to put up there. And we'll see what happens on that. That of course is a top priority for the Speaker of the House. We had him on the first week of the session. He said as much, and of course that a measure passed last year in the 2021 session, passed the House, and it has been, uh, I would say, improved considerably since then and we'll see where that goes as well so a lot of stuff to keep an, an eye on as well yesterday we had Aaron Rice from the Mississippi Justice Institute talking about their uh, effort to repeal the certificate of need laws in the state of Mississippi and in particular talked about a case where he's representing a client who's suing the state over the certificate of need laws uh, this individual, wants to uh, open up shop to be in the home health care business and is unable to secure a certificate of need, allowing him to do something. And this doesn't even require construction of a building or a facility. He just wants to put gas in his car and go to folks' houses and take care of them. And it seems like there's a, a greater need for that, home health care, given COVID and isolation and folks sick at home, et cetera. So there is a move afoot there. I uh, haven't had a chance to go back and listen and didn't catch it live, but I, but, uh, I know Senator Hobb Bryan was on with Paul Gallo yesterday, and he is, uh, let's just say he's not a fan of repealing the Certificate of Need laws. I think that is uh, a good way to describe it. Um, anyhow, so and this is something that I know I have... Uh, personally visited with lawmakers about for s- several years I-, I just I think it is anti-competitive and protectionist in nature and I don't care for that such policies and it just never gets uh, never gets out of committee never gets any traction so we'll see what happens this year anyhow those are just some things we're we're keeping an eye on what about hB eighteen are you familiar with that one Rhino that's on the ceasefire text line by the way at six oh one eight seven nine four three nine five
3: If memory HB... serves that is the one that would set up a separate or different retirement for law enforcement okay. I, I want to say I stuck it uh stuck a pen in it to go back and look at it but I didn't dive deep into it I think that's I think that's all the information they had in the little Blurb
2: about it, but uh, like a separate retirement program fund for law enforcement. I believe so. Let me let me dig into it. Okay, I'm sorry that I I don't know that one and try to keep up with it. But uh, folks, you guys probably know there's. I don't know how many bills filed thus far, but uh, typically it's 3,000, and most of those have already been filed by the Monday deadline.
3: Yeah, here's the state title. An Act to Create a Separate Retirement System for Law Enforcement Officers, which shall be administered by the Board of Trustees of the Public Employees Retirement System, a.k.a. PERS to define eligibility for membership in the system to provide for employee and employer contributions to fund the system and to establish benefits for disability, superannuation, that kind of stuff.
2: So the the question is and again I haven't dug into the to the bill there what how is this different than a member of law enforcement that is a, an employee of the state? And and or what, maybe what they're talking about is combining all law enforcement even those that are employed by municipal and county jurisdictions Possibly, to, yeah. to join with those employed by the state and s- establish a separate retirement plan for them? Because I guess I thought that certainly those that are employed by the state, they presently participate in PERS. Correct. In the, in the um, public employees' retirement system. So I'm not sure I understand totally what the value is and the, and the goal is, let's say, this retirement system shall be known
3: as the law enforcement officers retirement system. Okay. And yeah, it would just be a whole separate deal.
2: And and so it would in fact allow those that are employed by municipalities and county governments?
3: Uh just to, from what, what join? I'm, I'm reading right here, just scrolling and scanning. Yeah, it looks like it. Okay.
2: I, you know, I'm sure there's some rationale for that. I,
3: I'm not. I mean, there's 891 lines in the bill, so I, I can't give you a comprehensive analysis. But uh, yeah,
2: just but truciary. probably you got to think a lot of that is is pull forward of existing statute, which is a typical process in in Mississippi. Uh, any bill that would be addressed or be connected to existing statute, typically pulls forward existing statute and and embeds that in the bill. So the actual Bill itself, text of the bill itself, um, it's probably somewhat shorter. But anyhow, not sure what the purpose is. But that, uh, yeah, Tim from six six two says MHP already has a separate retirement, so they're not, they don't participate in Pers. According to what Tim from the six six two says, we might need some uh, some input on that. We'll take a break right here. Though we'll come back middays, We'll return.
4: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
18: Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron All We've come a long way since
10: my great-granddad opened in 1920.
18: How we live travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from All Britons are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. All Britons, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant.
19: Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation.
4: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap. Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
21: This is the opening Agri-Market Report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. March cotton was down 101 to 121.86. May cotton was down 90 to 118.77. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were down six and a half to 14.19 and a quarter per bushel. May soybeans were down six and three quarters to 14.27 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up four and a half to 6.15 and a half per bushel. May corn was up two and three quarters to 6.13 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle were down 67 to 142.50. June live cattle were down 55 to 137.82. March feeders down 107 to 163.87. April feeders down 110 to 168.42. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 139 points, 34,576. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
14: Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Guard 3 Extend Flex cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Guard 3 ExtendFlex cotton at b3xf.com. Always read
22: and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one put strong in get strong out that's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant delta pine brand cotton featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag strong is a legacy all its own protect yours with strong cotton from delta pine always read and follow irm where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions
18: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson (laughs)
17: 97.3. Properly set. All controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: and yes let's see I think roundabout it not only was an entire side of the album it may have been both sides he <laughs> said flip it over to continue the song they never made a short song oh no <laughs> it's like a like an hour jam session that's what one song was
3: and depending on your level of inebriation you may get <laughs> lost in the album artwork yeah
2: <laughs> Okay, so we're doing a little digging into this. Uh, as a good good question. Appreciate that. About yeah, apparently HB 18. Section
3: 9 of HB18, as it was filed, lays out the groundwork for when you can receive your retirement benefits, which apparently is the difference between this and regular PERS.
2: Right. So my understanding is... There's a separate fund now, but it, it is administered by PERS, separate fund that just covers law enforcement, administered by PERS, but go ahead, because I think this is the this is the major adjustment, right, is yeah. uh, when one would be fully vested and eligible for retirement. Well, yeah, not says, fully vested, but eligible. any member
3: upon withdrawal from service upon or after attainment of the age of 55 years who has completed at least four years of creditable service, and then throughout the bill they define creditable service and all that kind of fun stuff, but yeah. Basically, to break it down, you have to have served at least four years and hit the age of 55, or served 20 years, and then you would be eligible for
2: your retirement. Yeah, got it. So, uh, Tim from the 662 says, it's just for sworn troopers. It is administered by PERS, but it is completely separate from regular PERS, teachers, or any other state employee. So, just to clarify, Tim, by separate, from an accounting perspective, what we're talking about is a separate fund. So, contributions would be accounted for in, in separate accounting records, balance sheet, et cetera. And uh, contributions, and also benefit payments. That's that's really what you mean by separate. So the fund would be, um, it would be tested separately and audited separately, and and uh, actuarials would score it separately. All the stuff you got to do with respect to a retirement plan. What we're really talking about here is a separate fund, if you will. So. So keep in mind that one of the challenges with all of these public sector retirement programs is that they are defined benefit plans as opposed to the traditional or the typical uh, private sector uh, retirement situation, retirement um, um, platform, which is usually what most people think about are 401k plans uh, that you um, uh, usually sign up for with your employer. And that's... Typically, a joint program, you contribute, your employer matches up to a certain level, etc. But, anyhow, the difference between a defined benefit plan and, def- and a defined um, contribution plan is that once a person retires in a defined benefit plan, they receive those benefits until uh, they die, until they pass away. So in a, in a defined contribution plan, such as a 401K, you know how much is in that. When you retire and you start withdrawing from uh, that account, when the money's gone, it's gone. That's the key difference. So defined benefit plan, defined contribution plan. Defined benefit plans really are pay-as-you-go programs, meaning whomever's paying into it now, they really are funding the retirement benefits for those that are receiving those benefits at that time. It's even covered
3: at the very bottom, well, not at the very bottom, but at the very bottom of page 31, line 862 in the bill, if you want to look at it. Yeah. If there is a deficit in the availability of funds for payment due to due under the provisions of the system, an appropriation shall be made there that is sufficient go. for the payment thereof as an obligation of the state of Mississippi.
2: Yeah, so in other words, if uh, the fund is not solvent and it cannot meet its obligations to pay because these benefits continue until the beneficiary passes away, if for some reason there ain't enough people paying into it, To cover those expenses, then the state of Mississippi is compelled under law, and that's essentially taxpayers, to uh, cover the shortfall. It's really what it says.
3: Now, throughout this thing, there are different equations and calculations for percentages of the amount paid in or the amount of the income, and I I don't know whether or not those are different from regular PERS retirement rules and regulations or not. But that could be another reason why this is so long, as they're going in and tweaking and adjusting individual percentages.
2: I got you. It could be. But they're, they're all defined benefit. The concept remains the same, though. They're defined benefit plans. And this is uh, the same thing that is, is ailing and causing an un- unfunded liability uh, with Social Security and, honestly, with virtually every public sector defined benefit plan pension in this country, be it at the municipal level, the state level, and everything in between. They're all upside down because of this defined benefit concept. We're just living longer. It's a good thing. We're living longer. We're drawing benefits for a longer period of time. We don't have enough workers paying in to cover the expenses. That's what causes the imbalance there. We'll step aside for a break right here on Middays. We'll come right back. we got a lot more to talk about and Scott Waller at 1205.
15: I'm Chris Foster. There's an agreement to keep talking after today's meeting between Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Russia's foreign minister in Switzerland about Russian security concerns and troop buildup on the Ukraine border.
22: Secretary of State Blinken said that any invasion will be met with severe swift response. Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov called the meeting interim with an exchange of paperwork needed as those Russian troops build up around Ukraine's borders and more ammunitions and supplies we're hearing being sent from Russia to its separatist fighters inside the country.
15: Fox's Greg Palcott. In St. Paul, Minnesota.
4: Twelve jurors plus six alternates are chosen in the federal trial of former Minneapolis police officers J. Alexander King, Thomas Lane, and Tu accused of depriving George Floyd of his federal civil rights and of failing to intervene during Floyd's deadly arrest in 2020.
15: Fox's Jeff Manasso. Officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of murder.
4: America's listening to Fox
22: News.
1: Give your heart some love with circulation-boosting bioactives proven to improve blood flow for better oxygen and nutrient delivery. Boost circulation from day one for better cardiovascular performance that keeps improving over time. Try Cocovia Cardio Health Supplement, available as capsule or a powder. Visit Cocovia.com today. That's C-O-C-O-A-V-I-A.com. And use coupon code RADIO20 to get 20% off your order. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent
10: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Ours is currently the only state without equal pay laws for women, but that could change. The House passed the Equal Pay for Equal Work bill Thursday on a vote of 111 to 5. The five nays included Representative Dana Criswell, who pointed to federal laws that are already on the books.
2: I don't like passing laws just for the sake of passing
6: laws. It seems to me we're passing a law that we don't even know it's going to help
10: attorney and former Mississippi GOP chairman Lucian Smith says it's about optics
24: I mean I think the best argument for the law is by by having it on the books we can take one thing away that allows people to yeah. to make fun of Mississippi to be critical of Mississippi about but in terms of practical real impact um, th- this this will never you know th- this will be something thrown in a lawsuit that was already being brought under the federal yeah. law
10: the Senate is expected to take up their own paid equity bill next week I'm Kelly Bennett A bill that would keep critical race theory from being taught in Mississippi schools has advanced in the Senate Education Committee. Officials at the Department of Education continue to claim that CRT is not being taught in any Mississippi school and isn't part of the state's college and career readiness standards. But in December, they quietly proposed changes to the state's social studies standards. The lack of transparency created such a backlash on social media that the department announced plans to hold a public hearing on those changes January January 28, Kent McCarty is the vice chair of the House Education Committee. I was
15: particularly concerned by, it, and it led me to, to dig a little deeper into it. Was um, you know I had a lot of it was all social media, you know, commentary about um, how the pledge and things like that were removed from the curriculum, um, but they actually were just moved from kindergarten to first grade. So, so things like that that um, you know
10: on their face, I think, seemed a lot worse than they were. McCarty and House Education Committee Chairman Richard Bennett both plan to attend that hearing. I'm Kelly Bennett.
25: When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from CSpire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services—you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. CSpire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit cspire.com/business.
26: Shapiro Show, weekday nights, starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Everyone, midday Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday, y'all. Cold Friday, y'all, is what it is. Oil prices are falling a little bit, even though there are lingering supply concerns. You know, yesterday, Rhino, we talked about the truckers and the situation with. Canadian truckers can't cross into the U.S. U.S. truckers can't cross into Canada. And there's all kinds of craziness. Uh, Canada, excuse me, Canada. Uh, eh? <laughs> I Canadian. know, I'm thinking about the Great White North. We're there go, out so. in a boot. <laughs> uh, anyhow, they they can't because they've got to be vaccinated, and you know they've got to, in case they're riding around in that giant truck by themselves. They got to be vaccinated to to keep from infecting. What the steering wheel? I mean, I don't know. What just seems crazy. Anyhow, they're talking about organizing uh, a strike, a protest—not a strike, but a protest. Getting all the trucks together and 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 headed to uh, the center of government and expressing their uh, their grievance, uh, consistent with their right to peacefully protest. We'll see what happens on that. This is something that Joe Biden, when he talks about uh, addressing these concerns, of course, he basically said there's no no concern. Uh, No supply chain problem, no no inflation problem. The way to cure my inflation is to pass my build-back broker plan, of course. Well, no, you could drop the stupid vaccine mandate that doesn't allow truckers from Canada to cross into this country or America to go there, pick stuff up, take it back, especially given the uh, soft lumber that comes from Canada, which we uh, need for construction purposes. So those are easy changes, but he won't do it. He's just so dug in and uh, just completely married to this idea that we've got to just vaccinate the world and uh, almost to the point of wanting to force it on Americans. And I think if he could figure out a way to do it that would pass constitutional muster, I believe he would engage the military to do so. We talked last week about the Salt Lake City Tribune up there in Utah uh, how their, uh, one of their opinion writers is literally calling for that to, to engage and mobilize the National Guard to force jabs in arm. This is tyranny. It's authoritarian. And it simply should not and, uh, and could not happen in this country, cannot happen in this country if we are to preserve our, our individual liberties and rights. You know, the other thing I took out of his speech is that, before it, we sort of predicted what he might say, and, and the word was, there's going to be a reset. And he reset, but he doubled down. Really doubled down. He, he didn't, I didn't hear anything new or any departure, any diversion from those policies that he's pushing so hard for. He, he's basically been on the wrong side of everything. Americans are tired of skyrocketing inflation, empty store shelves, rampant crime, border chaos. They see weakness on the global stage, wokeness. We just shared an example of M&M's. Now, M&M's a Mars private company. They do whatever the heck they want, but they're being influenced by government, they're pandering, I believe, to the woke mob, and government is fomenting that environment. And this this notion that's very disturbing that we've seen that government should raise American children. You've seen this report from one of the school districts in Virginia where they're forcing students to play some sort of privilege game, and they've got this matrix that shows people in various walks of life.
3: Oh, you mean privilege bingo?
2: Privilege bingo, thank you. Yes, that's it. Privilege bingo. I saw
3: that one, and I had a hard time finding a bingo.
2: (laughs) A bingo. (laughs) You didn't fit any of them?
3: No, well, I did eventually, but it wasn't until about three-quarters of the way down the bingo card.
2: So let me get this straight. In this privilege bingo, I think it has been determined that Members of our law enforcement are considered privileged now, folks that serve their country in uniform, in the privileged bingo game, members of the military, children of the members of the military we're talking about, because this is applicable to students. What kills me, though, is just like every other bingo
3: card you've ever seen, there's a free space in the middle.
2: (laughs) I know, I saw that. The free space for privilege. <laughs> where everyone gets some privilege. Native English speaker, that means you're privilege. Comfortable walking outside alone. Privilege. Heterosexual privilege. Have your own bedroom. Privilege. Male privilege. Military kid privilege feel safe around police officers privilege (laughs) drive get driven to school privilege Christian privilege parents are married privilege born in the country of residence and there are more that's just most of the squares on the bingo card is this appropriate to be teaching in school as if these kids had a choice in the matter? Isn't it accurate to say everyone who lives in this country is privileged on the global stage? Oh, yeah. As compared to every other damn country on the planet? Doesn't that ever get discussed? No. No. I don't want anybody to be poor. I don't. But the poorest in this country are wealthier than the vast majority of the planet, the population on the planet. That's just fact. The question is, what is the best way to lift Americans out of poverty? Is it through government programs, the Build Back Better Plan, or Are there other approaches to providing opportunity? And you know, you got to seize the opportunity, too. You can't sit around watching Netflix on the couch getting high and stuffing Cheetos down your throat. You're not seizing the opportunities. Was I unfair in that description? No,
3: I'm laughing because it was almost a Ron White joke. So there I was naked on a beanbag chair eating Cheetos. <laughs> That's
2: right. I mean, this. Although so, I
3: believe his particular vice was not marijuana, it was whiskey.
2: Okay. So I know there's some, a bill, at least, maybe it's multiple, that are being offered down there at the legislature to address this critical race theory business in our schools. And. You know, in my view, and I think that's fine, and I haven't read the bill, so I don't know the details, but the thing that most is most of most concern to me, and, and that I hope any sort of legislation addresses, is that there should be no instruction, no curriculum, no programs that promote divisive concepts in our schools, either for students or teachers. There should be nothing that directs or compels students to acknowledge or confirm and admit that they are inherently racist and oppressors simply because of their race, or they that they are responsible and need to apologize and atone for past indiscretions of people who were also of the same race as if they had power or control over that. That's what I hope at a minimum our legislation covers. It cannot be divisive, cannot have this privilege junk. That is highly divisive, is it not? Because my guess is, in the classroom with this privileged bingo, all of those who mark one of the spaces, they probably have to acknowledge and, and I don't know, separate somewhere in the classroom. That is happening in classrooms across this country. And everybody else is over here. How is that not divisive? <laughs> we'll take a break right here on Middays. We'll come back. we got more.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies and cold. High only to 39. Tonight, partly cloudy and chilly. Low around 21. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 45. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 51. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
9: Find new
27: roads. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell of Family Termite and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do.
6: When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat Air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home
4: Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com.
1: Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that.
17: here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit
28: it, go. Play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert <laughs> on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: On Midday Super Talk Mississippi, I want to make sure that we, I think we answered all the questions with respect to, was it HB 14? 18. 18, pardon me. So on the ceasefire text line, MHP draws a higher percentage of retirement than the other law enforcement agencies. I'm not sure what, that's from Paul. I'm not sure what you mean by a higher percentage, Paul. Are you saying that the benefits... And uh, the the benefits as calculated, as deemed by the program, uh, are are higher relative to amounts paid in or just relative to how benefits are calculated for other retirees?
3: Or is it something as simple as they pay a, a half percent more out of their check
2: but receive it at a later point? I don't know. It, say, it says draws a higher percentage of retirement. And that, I was thinking that meant that was referring Does mean to drawing the off their paycheck or drawing out of their benefits. Yeah, I don't know. And that's uh, so, Paul. If you if you're listening, let us know what uh, what your thoughts are there. Uh, Casey uh, down in the two two eight on the C Spire text line says so many teachers are retiring as soon as they get to twenty five or twenty eight years before the age of fifty. Friend teacher who was in early forties told me last night she has five more years. Than retiring and will only have to make twenty k a year in part time job to have the same income as her teacher's salary. This is costing major dollars to taxpayers. Yeah, it's no doubt uh, the uh, you know the um, percentage or or the way the contribution model works. I think it's nearly eighteen percent is is the contribution of wage dollars by taxpayers, by the state, to PERS. What is the contribution for an employee, 7.5%, 8%, something to that effect. I want to say the total combined amount, maybe even a little higher than that, I think the total combined amounts in that 25 to 28% range, I don't have the the numbers right off the top of my head. Somebody I know out there knows it, but the it's expensive, uh, and it's because it is um, the benefits are quite generous. And again, it's a it's a defined benefit plan. It's not that you're just putting money away for retirement. When you retire, and you hope that it it uh, increases in value as it is invested while you're working, and then when you retire, you've got that amount socked away in an account such as a a 401k, a Roth IRA. Those are the two main uh, pension type instruments that are available to the private sector workers. So. Um, anyhow when you when you start drawing out on those when that runs dry you're done whereas in defined benefit plans such as public pension retirement systems you keep getting money as long as you're around and that causes all sorts of actuarial problems math problems honestly is what they are It just means you got to have enough workers out there paying in so one of the things about that that you should think about when, We talk about cutting the size of government and cutting the number of government employees. Keep in mind that just puts more pressure on these retirement plans because there's fewer people paying into them to cover the benefits for the people that are taking money out. And as Rhino just shared with us, the the, uh, taxpayers are on the hook. And if there's not enough money, in accordance with what Rhino read in, in, in statute, if there's not enough money to cover those obligations, the taxpayer's got to hit the hip and cover it through an appropriation, I think is the word that was used there in the bill. So this has been building up for decades, this, these issues with defined benefit plans. It's, it's been known for some time. Social Security, of course, is uh, the, the most prevalent and prominent example of a defined benefit plan that just doesn't work. Of course, you know Social Security benefits went up. There was a cost of living raise just uh, just implemented here recently this year. But there's no more money coming into the plan. Now, you could argue that wages are up, and because wages are up, the percent that st- stayed constant uh, that you pay into those that are working, that pay into Social Security and Medicare, as wages rise, then the amount they pay into the plan rises. So there's you know, some degree of relief and offset there. But the uh, fact of the matter is we we have a declining workforce, we have more people seeking retirement, and we're living longer, which I think is a good thing, obviously, but we're drawing benefits for much longer. The average Medicare recipient, according to the report from the Medicare trust fund trustees, says that the average Medicare recipient draws out about $300,000 more then they pay in, so that math obviously doesn't work as well. It's um, it's a big problem. So, you know, uh, with respect, Casey, to the early retirement, yeah, that's that's very difficult. I I can't comprehend being able to fully vest and retire in your forties. I think most folks are in the prime working ages at that point. And, yeah, that's a problem in that they can retire and draw benefits for a very long time, um, likely more than they paid in by a lot, and relying on backfilling that with new workers paying in. And that's, uh, as we all know, that's a problem as it stands right now. So, yeah, it's a, it's a mess, and it, it doesn't get talked about a lot, I, it's, it, nor, nor does Social Security or Medicare. Even though everybody knows what dire straits those programs are in, it's the old third rail of politics. You don't see much discussion coming from either side of the aisle on those matters. Think about this. Joe Biden spoke for two hours a couple of days ago. I don't think he talked about the deficit and debt one time. I don't think it was ever mentioned. No concern. You don't really hardly ever hear about it, except when you hear Republicans say, well, we, we're not for this Build Back Better plan because we don't have the money. You'll hear that, and you'll hear them talk about the debt. But at the end of the day, there's really no, I don't think there's no interest, and in, there's no uh, no strong interest at a, at a minimum uh, and or inclination to address those issues in the country, mostly driven by... Social Security, Medicare, the major, uh, the plethora, I should say, of other welfare programs, and our interest consumes nearly 70 percent of total federal spending. We really are in the benefits business, our federal government. If you look at the constitutional appropriate function of government, I think it, it that's a discussion worth having. Is that a constitutionally appropriate function of government? If you looked at defending the nation, I think I would hope most people think that is the uh, primary goal of government and, uh, not goal, but mission of government, defending the nation, and that comes from having the appropriate military forces and defense mechanism to do so. Believe it or not, that only consumes about 18-19% on any given year of our total spending. Except last year, when we ran huge deficits, it was more like 8 percent of total spending. So all the other stuff we spend money on are are, um, retirement programs and health insurance and um, all the other uh, welfare programs, and then you got all the rest of government, all the rest of government, which is less than 10 percent of total spending. You could cut out the military and all the rest of government and barely break even. You could cut out the military and still run a deficit. Completely do away with the military. And you could you would still run a deficit in this country. Which just shows you how how far we've lurched to this idea of um, I, I just making government a giant redistribution mechanism. And then the Build Back Broker Plan, that's what uh, essentially it, focuses on, and what it uh, portends to do is uh, just redistribute. It's really all there is to it. So it's a problem. I've just been notified, by the way, that apparently the CRT bill over on the Senate side has passed 32 to 2. I haven't dug into the bill. I don't don't know what it says. I'm going to try to do that for you. I, I just... I just get a little nervous and concerned, and then maybe, and I may be overreacting here. and Maybe this isn't a problem, but if you just say, "Hey, ban CRT," at kind of the highest level, um, sort of short description of that, I don't know that that really does anything because you start getting the, the the concept gets hijacked. That's not really CRT, and and you know the left says we're not really teaching that, but yeah, you are teaching. Privilege poker, privilege bingo, and conducting privilege walks, and telling one group they're inherently racist because of the color of their skin. No, it may not be CRT per se, but it's harmful. It's damaging. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Don't forget, we got Scott Waller in the studio at twelve oh five.
12: Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry. I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now, at Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle
7: easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing. Doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
1: Join us at the fabulous Mayflower Cafe in downtown Jackson for lunch daily. Specials include Wednesday pot roast, Thursday chicken and dumplings, and everyday grilled catfish. The Mayflower serves the freshest seafood for lunch and dinner, Tuesday through Friday, and dinner only on Saturday. BYOB, the Mayflower Cafe, downtown Jackson, a Mississippi tradition since 1935. Get a bottle of our world-famous comeback dressing and a gift card, the perfect gift every time.
10: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Ours is currently the only state without equal pay laws for women, but that could change. The House passed the equal pay for equal work bill Thursday on a vote of 111 to 5. The five nays included Representative Dana Criswell, who pointed to federal laws that are already on the books.
2: I don't like passing laws just for the sake of passing laws. It seems to me we're passing a law that we don't even know it's
24: going to help.
10: attorney and former Mississippi GOP chairman Lucian Smith says it's about optics
24: I mean I think the best argument for the law is by, by having it on the books we can take one thing away that allows people to to make fun of Mississippi to be critical of Mississippi about but in terms of practical real impact um, th- this this will never you know th- this will be something thrown in a lawsuit that was already being brought under the federal law
10: The Senate is expected to take up their own paid equity bill next week. I'm Kelly Bennett
13: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the
18: college football fix every day at 5 o'clock driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, the trucks of the future were built for everyone. The Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. The trucks of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series, drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more
0: details.
2: Back, everyone. Midday super talk, Mississippi. The Watching the Dow, it's just been down, up, down, up. Now it's down 174. Can't seem to get any traction. Oil, 85 bucks a barrel. Goldman Sachs says it's going to 105 before the end of the year. But even the funny money markets are down.
3: Yeah. Bitcoin's like, down to uh, what did I see this morning? A six month low? Lot, a
2: lot. Yeah, it's down under 40,000. Yeah, the sell-off was triggered by Netflix, who said that subscriptions didn't meet uh, expectations, and that just caused the market to melt down. As what happens when you keep raising the rate? They have, haven't they? And they got lots of competition in the streaming business too. So I think that's causing a bit of a problem. Um, Gary and Meridian reminds the employee contribution into PERS is 9%. I said 7.5. I was dated a little bit. It was. It has since been increased to 9. So I think it's 17.5 from the employer side. That would be the taxpayers, the employer of a public sector employee. And then you combine that with 9% coming from the employee for a total of 26.5%. Uh, is the contribution, think about that, 26.5 cents of every dollar of wages goes into the purse fund for retirement for a public sector employee. So the taxpayers contribute just under twice as much as the employee to the retirement. I also saw, let's see if I can find it here. Someone who said that they were, uh, they were a garbage person and made more money than teachers and members of our military. Yeah, here we go. It's on the 228. It says, I'm a garbage man and I make 65 to 70K, which is more than our law enforcement or military. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, it's a function of the market, it's just a fun function of the market and um, there there was also a suggestion that uh maybe if we paid teachers more incentives they they would stay longer uh, okay and that of course involves i think financial incentives would be increase in base pay perhaps come up with a way to create some sort of variable incentive pay
3: when I mean, they already have incentive pay for getting further educated
2: yeah, they do. It's a higher scale. It's a different scale. Yeah,
3: you have one scale if you have a bachelor's degree. You have a higher scale if you have a master's, and you have an even higher scale if you have a doctorate.
2: Yeah, I think, though... Um, and there are
3: several programs that help you pay to get that further education.
2: Yeah. this I think the issue, though, is performance in the classroom, or just performance, even if you're an administrator, whatever your particular job function is. Right now, do not believe state statute, we've talked about this before, permits any sort of variable-slash-bonus pay for state public sector workers. Does it make sense? This is a a discussion I think needs to occur at the legislature. Does it make sense to change those laws, amend those statutes to allow such, and then really uh, get parties around the table? That represent various factions and have various areas of uh, subject matter expertise to devise some variable pay plans. I think it, I think that absolutely is a conversation that ought to occur. Uh, you know, I gosh, that's so common and customary in the private sector to compensate. Staff, employees, team members, whatever you want to call them, everybody's kind of got a different way of describing those who work for a company. Should they be compensated and have an opportunity to earn additional pay, so-called bonus pay, for uh, various achieving various uh, objectives? MBO, management by objectives. I know I can speak for personal experience in my company. Every employee had such a plan and. Josh, we spent an unbelievable amount of time putting these plans together uh, for the various roles within the company into something that uh made sense and and something that was achievable, of course. And I can tell you, every every time I do a a WebEx presenting our quarterly financial results to the to the team, man, they were all honed in because we we paid those bonuses quarterly and um, various financial metrics were, were uh, typically incorporated into bonus plans, and they were they were tuned in to see. And that's what I wanted. I want you to be tuned in to see how we're doing, and it depends on what your role was, whether you were an engineer or a uh, salesperson or worked in our operations team. They, they all had different metrics they got measured on, but... Everybody, by the way, had included in that plan overall company performance because we wanted them to have an interest in that. And so, man, they'd hone in on that. And look, I love paying bonuses. That means I'm doing well. That means the company's doing well. Love it. Love to write those checks. Love the smiles on the faces. Some folks earn some big ones. And I'm not alone in that. Any self-respecting, successful company. I saw the Bank of America CEO this morning did a great job talking about how they compensate and um, the good year they had and the various quarterly bonuses as well. They just had a blowout quarter, made $7 billion in the fourth quarter and issuing bonuses out all the way down to the bank branch teller level. Also, the first to increase teller pay of all the big banks. They did that middle of the year last year, I think. Anyhow, it's just, this this isn't rocket science, and and it's not radical, it's commonplace. Maybe that same approach should be applied in the public sector. It is worth having a conversation about.
3: I just got a text from a buddy of mine who has an idea that it would need some tweaking, but it doesn't sound bad on the face of it. What if the legislature were to put out a tax incentive private businesses to offer grants or bonuses for meritous bonus networks or systems in their local area. So like say you've got a mom and pop store is doing really well somehow during this time of year. Yeah. And they want to, kind of like the NIO with colleges, but instead of sponsoring an athlete, you sponsor a school. It's like, alright, this is our school and you can write it off on your state taxes, but if teachers at that school have a certain criteria they meet, they get a bonus to be used in their classroom.
2: I I think that's a good idea, honestly. You know, the the design of that and the administration of it could be hairy, but we could figure that out. Something sort of similar to that uh, maybe think about is Salt where in northwest Arkansas, where you've got Walmart, Tyson's, J.B. Hunt, and the University of Arkansas has got a, a real... A uh, big push, and, and I think uh, a curriculum, a research center focused on blockchain. Anyhow, if you are a, um, a tech employee, in particular a tech employee that has skills that could uh, be part of this blockchain revolution, you move to that area, and then they've got that defined, what that geographic area is. 10000 in Bitcoin. It's what you're paying. Now, you have to sign a lease uh, or take out a mortgage. And that is funded by those foundations, Walmart, Tysons, etc. It's funded by that. I think the Walton Foundation specifically is picking up most of the time. That's a great idea. So what they're trying to do is attract remote workers that can work in those industries Twiddling bits, for example, as I like to call coding, writing software, whatever the the, uh, particular function may be. Not a bad idea. These are generally high-paid people. They're probably going to either rent high-end apartments or buy higher-end houses and pay more taxes, property taxes and sales taxes, etc. It's just good for the economy and spend money there locally in the economy. I thought it was a pretty good idea. And no government funding. It uh, totally comes from private money. So they're, they're directly and explicitly going after high-tech workers that, that are more prone to have the opportunity to work remotely, perhaps for Silicon Valley companies, and uh, come locate here in this area. Here's 10,000 Bitcoin as a bonus to come take up residence here. That was a good idea, honestly. So, uh, yeah, appreciate that, uh, folks, on the C text line. Somebody just sent us House Bill 455. So that looks like that's a different... Addressing the same issue, though, which is to create a separate system for local law enforcement officers and firefighters. Hmm, huh, interesting. Introduced on 1-5 in the House of Representatives. Appreciate that on the C text line. Well, it's time for a break right here on Middays. we got another segment in this hour, and when we come back after the news break, at the top of the hour, it's Scott Waller, president and CEO of the Mississippi Economic Council. Stay with us.
1: mcgraw with god go i'm here to help you with your special events like picnics reunions or weddings we have many options of luxury restroom trailers no event too big or too small when you gotta go please call gotta go 601-879-3969
7: the gallo radio show is brought to you in part by trust care where you'll find a team of experienced knowledgeable and friendly staff visit trustcarehealth.com to schedule an appointment today
8: I love it. Catfish is excellent.
9: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the iCar Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive if an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
21: This is the Midday market Report. Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack on Thursday before House Ag Committee said China has fallen $16 billion short of its purchase commitments for agricultural goods over the past two years. Also, China did not advance policy on biotechnology are other key parts of the Phase 1 agreement. The Secretary testified before the committee for four hours Thursday on an array of topics, saying that China had yet to revise import rules for crop biotechnology approvals, distillers, dried grains, ethanol purchases, rectopamine acceptance levels in pork, and growth hormones in beef cattle. Also, compounding some of the lower-than-expected sales to China are the continuing problems of the port congestion, and shippers are repeatedly willing to return to China with empty containers rather than load them with U.S. products. And that has slowed down at least some potential export sales to China. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agrinews Network defense wins
14: championships and when growing cotton a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential so play to win with BullGuard 3 Extend Flex Cotton it offers proven insect and weed control and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend crop system get defense that delivers without compromise learn more about BullGuard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship
22: practices and pesticide label directions performance may vary formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable, grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
1: to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Mm. Come on! Let's get on with
26: the show!
0: Yes. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Meatloaf, bat out of hell. Sad to see Meatloaf's passing. 74 years old, that happened. So we're kind of shifting around here talking about matters down there at the state, uh, talking about this uh, possibility of a re- new retirement system or some adjustments thereof for uh, law enforcement officers, firefighters, etc. And we're talking about what's happening uh, on the national scene as well, but uh, most recently we had Joe Biden up there in Washington speak to the nation for two hours, and then not long after, we had these voting bills, or did I get it backwards? I can't remember if he spoke before or after the voting bills went down, the filibuster went uh, down, the, the uh, legislation put on the Senate floor to change the Senate rules. Uh, essentially killing the filibuster. Did not pass. Well, of course, those uh, in Washington that uh, had particular heartburn over the results in the Senate had to speak out, and you can predict it, can't you? It all comes down to race. Here's Mondaire Jones from the state of New York over in the House of Representatives.
26: As you just heard, we are living through the worst assault on the right to vote since the Jim Crow era. And yesterday, on the Senate floor, white nationalists used the Jim Crow filibuster to block voting rights legislation. But they did not win the contest for the soul of our nation. I rise to affirm that we, the people, aren't giving up that easy. We never give up. We the people didn't give up when, after we finally ended the scourge of slavery in this nation, white nationalists fought back, violently unraveling Reconstruction, throwing duly elected black people out of office, and barring black voters from the voting booth for (laughs) generations. There you go,
2: folks. If you oppose requiring a voter to prove that they are legitimately eligible to cast a ballot by showing, oh, I don't know, an ID that says this is who I am, or if they sign a mail-in ballot that their signature matches the signature on file to make sure it really was cast by them. You're a white nationalist! Every person in the Senate that voted against tearing down the filibuster... is a white nationalist. He said it. Mondaire Jones said it. It's a done deal. Is it any wonder that we're just at odds in this nation? And honestly, I don't think most people think about this stuff. They only think about it, like me, when fools like this bring it up. I don't think people walk around in this country saying racism, racism, racism. I just don't think it. They don't think about that.
3: Democrats can keep screaming, the sky is green, the sky is green, it doesn't make it true.
2: Incredible. And it's, it's just beyond belief that a sitting member of the U.S. House of Representatives could label the 52, as it turns out, because remember Mansion and Cinema crossed over, 52 members of the Senate as white nationalists. He didn't parse that. He didn't distinguish... He didn't discern, well, they're a white nationalist because they engaged in some (laughs) egregious act of racism. He just said, oh, you voted against the filibuster? You're a white nationalist. That's insane. You know, in my opinion, and maybe this is really asking too much, and maybe I'm being incredibly idealistic here, the leader of the party is the president members in the White House, whatever party affiliation they are, they are, at that point, the default leader of the party. He should have a talk with this guy. You're not really helping us here, because he's not. What are the chances that you're going to get any cooperation on something that is critical to the nation that could benefit Americans when you call them white nationalists? When are they gonna wake up and the president's done the same? Has he not? We got uh, if I'm you just got, waiting to
3: hear what Senator Tim Scott has to say about being called a white nationalist. Well
2: that's a good point, because he, he was in the camp that voted. And he usually
3: has some pretty pretty entertaining
2: sound. He, bites. You're right. He does. It it's just incredible to me that this stuff's going on in our capital. I, I, I find it disgusting. I find it inaccurate. I find it totally being played out for political expediency and not that we should be surprised that's what politicians do i just think americans are sick of it i really do anyhow i just thought you'd enjoy that we got something else we're going to play later on in the program about biden who snaps at another reporter i'm not sure if you had that it had to do with a question he got asked and he referred to that reporter. We'll get to that later. First, we got Super Talk News, Fox News, and then Scott Waller, President and CEO of the Mississippi Economic Council, in the Super Talk studios. We'll be right back.
28: But-
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris
15: Foster, with thousands of Russian troops on the Ukraine border. More talks today between Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Russia's foreign minister. They met for about an hour and a half in Geneva, Switzerland.
10: Blinken said the U.S. has agreed to respond in the days ahead to a series of Russian security demands.
15: We anticipate that we will be able to share
7: with Russia our concerns and ideas in more detail and in writing next
10: week. The Russian foreign minister, Sergey Lavrov, <laughs> said, I hope emotions will cool down, but there are no guarantees. Fox's Simon Owen.
15: The actor, comedian, and author Louis Anderson died 68 years old. He had cancer.
26: Being in California, being fat, and uh, trying to get into this California life. Went to the beach the other day. Every time I'd lay down, people would push me back into the water.
15: (laughs) That's from his big break on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 1984. America's listening to Fox News.
17: Mississippi Ag is Ag Up Equipment, your family-owned John Deere dealer since 1947. We're raising and uniting our brand to give our customers an unmatched dealer experience. Our service is backed by 16 locations, making Ag Up Equipment more accessible than ever before. We're upping our game by adding a new location just for you. Stay tuned. Leave it up to us at Ag Up Equipment, in-store or online at agup.com.
10: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Both the House and Senate have separate plans that would bump up teacher salaries. Senator Bob Bryan agrees with other lawmakers that see this as a serious priority. He told the Senate Education Chairman Dennis DeBar has held several meetings across Mississippi. One point
20: was quite poignant. He, he said one of the uh, teachers came to a meeting that I think was in the evening, and um, she had to leave the meeting early. Because she had to go to her second job. She was a school teacher and had a second job to try to make ends meet.
10: Teachers have weighed in. They say there are pros and cons in both of those bills. The Omicron variant has created a surge in COVID cases across the state. And as a result, parents and caretakers can now opt to allow their children to use hybrid scheduling if their district allows it. The option is available immediately and will extend through March 11th. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly
4: Visit mspropane.com. That's mspropane.com today.
6: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information,
29: contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us.
10: The Mississippi House passed the Equal Pay for Equal Work bill Thursday with a vote of 111 to 5. Prior to the vote, Representative Cockerham asked her male peers to think about their daughters not getting paid the same as a male counterpart in the exact same position.
8: And she came home and she said, Dad, you know, I've got all this training, but this person, you know, two rows down the office hall from me is making this amount. And, you know, I'm making this amount.
10: Mississippi is currently the only state without a pay equity law for women. $376 million is on the line in the Mega Millions drawing tonight. The Powerball jackpot has climbed to $76 million for Saturday's drawing. The Mississippi Lottery will unveil a new look for its website on Monday. It'll feature easier access highlights for draw results, draw schedules, second chance information, and more. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
18: richard cross be sure to catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on super talk jackson
0: 97.3 and now now. the talk that keeps mississippi talking that's what i like listening to you're listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this chilly Friday, y'all. And joining us now in the studio, Scott Waller, President and CEO of the Mississippi Economic Council. Good afternoon, Scott. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Yes, sir. So we got the legislature in full swing down there, and I know you guys are, are uh, tracking. Uh, various bills that are navigating their way through the process. What's uh, what's on your mind right now?
29: Well, it's it, it's interesting because a lot of stuff has happened really quickly, which yeah is it, is a good thing, and particularly on on the front of you know the way our legislature is structured with our deadline system. You know, there's a lot of things that 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 kind of. Can hold off till later in the session, particularly on the revenue and um, appropriation side. But we've already seen some some bills that are coming through that will have some impact on that. Whether it's um, you know the teacher pay, which there's you know bills from both sides of yeah. the, of the aisle, and then uh, or of the of the hallway, and then you know of course um, you know one of the things that had a lot of got a lot of attention last year was the the tax. Um, The tax bill and we've gotten one one version is now out and I think within the next few days we'll probably see something from the Senate so as as we go through the process I think we're starting to see a lot of those kind of things that are are happening but you know at the end of the day there's a lot of work to be done uh, particularly on how we are we got to make sure we're utilizing the funds that we have available to us in a way that's going to bring about a positive impact on our state and and from our perspective, it, it all begins on how can we affect it in a way that makes our workforce stronger and better as we go forward.
2: Yeah. So one thing, uh, Scott, of course, is the legislature is is uh, heads down, figuring out how to spend all this money that the federal government has uh, dropped out of helicopters, as I like to say. Honest. we got $1.8 billion at the state level from the American Rescue Plan. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Are there any, any particular... It's somewhat restricted, of course. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular that you guys well, are su- supporting?
29: Well, I think in general, I think there's two things that we'd like to see happen. One is, you know, when they held the hearings, it was kind of like, okay, come give us your Christmas list. What yeah. is, what is it? Did you want? And a lot of things were overlapping, particularly in the workforce arena. And, yeah, and and you know, we just recently, you know, in 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 the 2020 legislature, which was you know, of course, later later than normal because of COVID. We did. We did actually make real progress in that front by creating the office of workforce development. Yeah. And now that that office is being staffed and they're really focusing on branding and, and moving forward, I think there needs to be a little more coordination, and that's what we're going to. We're we're trying to to work with any of the groups that are looking how do we how do we use these dollars in an effective manner that will have long-term effects and that's that's how do we get people trained for jobs that we have today how do we get them the skills that are necessary the, the the certifications that they need to show that we have a workforce that can meet the needs of today but more importantly that we can start looking at how do we bring new jobs higher paying jobs you know, ultimately, this is designed to raise our per capita income. Right. That is what if, – if that is not the focus of what we're working on, then we're kind of missing the point. Yeah. And I think this is – op- we've got an opportunity and and i used to say year a few years ago when i was out on the road i'd say the difference between temptation and opportunity is you are always going to get a second chance at temptation <laughs> so we just got to make sure we take advantage of this opportunity and, and and do it and i think that's so from from those dollars we got to make sure we're putting them in 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 a way that is a coordinated effort for workforce development uh any of those dollars that go in that direction so that we can really get the most of them yeah
2: yeah, I understand. It's it's a bunch of money, and of course, uh, you know, my understanding is that uh, when uh, the Lieutenant Governor and the Speaker went and asked for, hey, where do you guys think we ought to spend this money, just talking to various interests and in, in, in groups that, that uh, might be impacted, uh, they, got, they came up with $7 billion of requests, 7 to 8, right? right. The, uh, and we have 1.8. So I don't know exactly what that means in terms of what our true needs are. Uh, but yeah. it, nonetheless, I, I think we got to whittle that down and and work within yeah. our restrictions. Exactly. What's
29: what's <laughs> the old cl- cliche? There's there's a difference between need and want. Yeah. So we, exactly, if, if we got identify those needs, but but more importantly, identify them in a way that makes sure that we're in. That we're investing these dollars that will provide a, a long
2: term return, and that. yeah.
29: that's that's where it really matters the yeah. most.
2: What are you hearing from your members, Scott, about uh, economic conditions and and just uh, business status at this point?
29: You know, it, it's interesting. We really started working back um, in. August and September when we were on the road listening to what people were saying about how how we're how we're doing as a state and and it's really depends on where you are there's are certain parts of the state that feel very positive about where we are unfortunately there's also in in more rural areas where they feel like it, things aren't going quite as good yeah. so I, I think the whole the whole concept of what we're trying to focus on right now is how do we take the information that we just learned and it was a, it was a lot of research that went into it and really develop kind of our next steps in terms of our goals and recommendations for, for moving us forward. We we have five we really have five priority areas that we look at uh in MEC and this is based on our strategic plan. It's one is education, workforce development, skills training. We see that as a is an across the board goal. How do we how do we focus on that? Secondly is, is 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 talent retention and attraction. You know, we we've got to figure out a way to start growing growing our state both from population and, and workforce. Perspectives. Yep. infrastructure remains a big deal, and infrastructure goes beyond just roads and bridges. Where we spend a lot of time, it, you know, broadband and in the technology side of infrastructure. And, and you know this from your, your your previous life that this is key to helping grow our state. Sure. And then you know, then the overall uh, business climate, economic development. What are some things to do there that make sure we're growing? And then finally, you know, healthcare is a big part of our economy, and you know, a healthy workforce is a productive workforce and that's how so we're looking at how do we take all of that and and do that but at the end of the day they're all intertwined but without that workforce and without that trained workforce we're not gonna be able to really start to attack the other issues.
2: Yeah, I agree. And that, that of course, uh, all connects to what you, you uh, alluded to earlier, Scott, which is uh, per capita income. I would also add to that household income is a measurement as well. We're 50th in that regard, unfortunately. I, I've said this before, I'll say it again, even with you on the air, I'd like to see like a giant digital tote board that's on display in each chamber mm-hmm. that has our household income and, and per capita income and rank of the 50 states. Mm-hmm. For them to stay focused on your right. job is to increase that. A lot of problems get solved. Yes, when that goes up, I agree.
29: And, and that's and that's that's focusing on the main thing.
2: Yeah, and, that, and that's that's where
29: you know you know we see at every legislative session. There's always going to be these things that come out that that are that are going to kind of grab the attention. But you know, at the end of the day, it, it's how do we move our state forward yeah. and how do we improve it from an economic standpoint?
2: Yeah. I I totally agree. So we've got uh, Capital Day coming up. Want we'll to talk about that? March third. March third. Right? We rescheduled, yep. of course, with the with the the surge
29: that happened right after Christmas. and mm-hmm. We felt like it was best, and we're very excited. Uh, you know, we're, we're excited that Super Talk has always been a part of that, and we look forward to looking to forward that, to ways But you know, again. We typically talk about what we expect to happen in the session. By having it on March third, we're going to talk a lot about what's already happened and kind of what the kind of what's going to happen in that yeah. last month of the of the legislative session this year. So we're excited about it. It'll be at the be at the Mississippi Trademark, and of course, uh, you know, we encourage people to to. You know, they, they can go to the Capitol, see their legislators, or we'll have legislators down for our reception at noon, and just an opportunity for our members to get a chance to interact yeah. uh, here in Jackson with, with their legislators.
2: Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Uh, the tax reform legislation, uh, any comments there? Do, do you feel like that what has happened in terms of the way it's been uh, modified, was that an improvement, in your view? Oh,
29: yeah, without question, and I, and I will say this. I, I just want to tell, you know... I really applaud the House for the work that they're doing. I think that, you know, as we talked about earlier, I know there's something coming from the Senate very soon. Yeah. I think the fact that we're having these discussions, and, and again, going back to where we were last year, you know, a lot of things were raised, particularly by the business community. A lot of those have been addressed, and, and I I really appreciate that fact. That, and I look forward to continuing to work with you know all of the legislative leadership on on where we go. You know the the thing is we want to make sure we have a very competitive, and consistent and fair tax system. That's that's the bottom line. How can we? Because that will improve our ability to attract companies to attract folks. Sure. So working together, which is what we where we seem to be at this point of really kind of addressing any of the issues that may still exist or, or trying to combine the best of two worlds and find common ground, that's we're excited about having that opportunity.
2: Good. Good to hear that. And, and hopefully we can get something that is good for everybody we all can live with and move forward move the state forward. That's what we all want to do. It, it's all about moving us to the next level. Absolutely. Scott, appreciate you coming in. Always good to see you, my friend. And looking forward to MEC Capital Day, March 3rd, down at the Trademark. Should be a good one. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. You got it. We'll be back with more talk here on Middays. Lucian Smith's going to join us uh, before the hour's out. Stay with us. I think I'm happy all right. Six days on the road and I'm going to make it home tonight. Six days on the road and I'm going to make it home tonight. Six days on the road and I'm going to make it home
9: tonight.
26: Start off the new year with explosive savings our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. In 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com. With zero down, pay only two eighty-nine dollars per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4 ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low, 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new Lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings. During our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896 9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve you deal with details.
12: Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry. I can help. And you can sleep better, too. Call David Cox. Direct. 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth Goal Sports Cafe.
4: Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out. DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283
2: the meatloaf today. Appreciate that, Rhino. I'm just looking here on the business news that rising interest rates are likely to have a, an adverse effect on uh, cryptocurrencies. So I think there are some, that, that makes sense though, but there are some that uh, have, have thought that maybe crypto would be a bit of a hedge. Uh, against inflation, and that doesn't really seem to be the case, because the no, in valuations fact, have dropped.
3: Yeah, the uh, in the last 24 hours, it may be 25 hours now, because this is about an hour old, but in the last 25 hours, $200 billion of valuation has left the Good Bitcoin beef. ecosphere.
2: Yeah, and you know, and that's what makes Bitcoin such a, uh, a difficult to understand animal because it is a store of value. is It is an asset, and it also can be used as tender. And so, I mean, we, <laughs> that's what's complicated. Let me go invest in Bitcoin and uh, use that to make purchases, which is perfectly fine, but. One day you may be planning to make a purchase, and the next day you wake up and it's dropped so much you ain't got enough of it to complete the purchase. Yeah, it's like purchase. trying to
3: make purchases with gold bullion, except <laughs> the market's even more volatile than the gold market.
2: Yeah, I know. And, um, golly, it's so volatile.
3: Which I still find that fascinating that there are parts of the Middle East where they just have vending machines for gold bullion. You go up I and know. swipe your card and get your gold bullion
2: and go buy what you want to with it. Well, uh, the, the enormous amount of wealth that was generated from the oil industry, I think, is at play there. Dubai, fascinating. Oh, yeah. You get on YouTube. I don't see them doing it as much anymore, but for a while there, you know how when you go uh, queue up a YouTube video, typically you got to watch an ad, right? Oh, yeah. And for a while, they were buying ads. Well, weren't were, they
3: going to have like the World Fair or something yeah. a couple years ago, and COVID completely shut that down?
2: Yeah, it's changed all that, and and they so they had uh, attractive young Dubai nationals that were promoting Dubai as a like as a vacation spot. Come to my Dubai, you know, was the was the ad, and and they would sort of pan across the country at these, uh, these various areas of interest and attractions. One of those is the indoor ski slopes. You've seen that, deal. It's <laughs> just incredible, the money spent on that, and the made-up island. Oh, you know, yeah. They created an island that's got... Looks like the world map. Yeah, that's got residences on it, and I guess offices as well. But anyhow, I don't, I don't see that as much For anymore, the
3: super-ultra-mega-rich
2: that wanted to buy a country but just couldn't. <laughs> buy an island. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> So yeah, uh William and Brandon, uh Louie Anderson, yep, he passed away as well, sixty-eight. We got that one, uh talked about that earlier. Appreciate that, William. It's uh, very, very sad in that we lost Louie and uh Meatloaf same time. So our friend Kevin from Baldwin, of course, has a weight in. He uh Ke- Kevin likes to say with a uh, regularity that I just hate Joe Biden. And I just want to clarify, I don't hate Joe Biden. I said this the other day. I Gosh, I try not to hate anybody. Really don't. I hate his policies. Gosh, Rush Limbaugh, how, how much did he get just raked over the coals when... He, he made statements about Barack Obama and, and the left couldn't discern between his disdain for the man's policies. When he said, I hope he fails, and what he was trying to say there is I hope his policies fail because he thought his policies were destructive and harmful to the nation. There's a distinction between that and hoping that uh, or, or disliking or even hating, rising to that level, a person. I don't hate Joe Biden, but he says, Dude, you just want cut old sleepy Joe a break, will you? One minute you knock him for the time he speaks. He must have dementia. Then when he, when he speaks longer than anyone had before, you knock him for that. No, I didn't actually knock him for speaking for two hours. I made no criticism of that. I just pointed out that he spoke for two hours. I found it to be two hours. I knocked him for his later
3: comments not making any sense once he got off the script. But that was me, Rhino, R- not Gerard. And I, Rhino, don't hate Biden either, I think. <laughs> I hate the fact that Americans bought into his BS enough I to elect him, but right. I don't hate the
2: dude. Uh, yeah, and me too. And so the, the criticism of him speaking for two hours was the fact that he's incapable of of speaking cogently, rationally, meaningfully for two hours. A different person? A different leader? Yeah, I can see where they could take two hours. Uh, and if you look at the text of, uh, of the event, of his presser, maybe 45 minutes was spent of him delivering remarks. And then when he opened up the floor to questions, that was the remaining hour and 15 minutes or so. But he got testy with reporters, he rambled, there were these periods of of long pauses that seemed like... I said it yesterday, I had to hit my control to make sure I was still connected. But listen to this when he gets asked about the situation in Ukraine.
27: We'll move in. Pushing for proactive deterrence,
1: like sanctions now over the troop buildup.
28: Why are you waiting on Putin to make the first
1: the threat of an invasion also carry serious economic Well, I just referred to Treasury sanctions we announced this morning. It's important Psaki. to remember who the aggressor is here. Aggressor.
2: So Jen Saki's calling for uh, sanctions, economic sanctions. But she's So the White House has been trying to wa- uh, walk this back. I'm not sure if you can find the one, Rhino, where he is asked by um, by the Fox News reporter. If you could find that one... Um, Maybe I didn't see it. Yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah, anyway. that was
3: the part where it was kind of muddled
2: audio. Can't hear it very yeah, well. Yeah, because the reporter asked, why are you waiting
3: for Putin to make the first move?
2: And he says, what a stupid question, if you couldn't hear that, folks. And then you got Jen Psaki, who's trying to spin that. She goes on Fox yesterday. And even Kamala Harris. Do we have some sound there from Kamala when she she weighs in and basically indicates what to expect?
8: Community And of course, the President of the United States. And on the subject of Ukraine, I will tell you that the President has been very clear and we as the United States are very clear. If Putin takes aggressive action, we are prepared to levy serious and severe costs, period. And I will tell you that part of the, the posture that we have taken is grounded in the respect and the value we place. In sovereignty and territorial integrity, no, and in particular in this case, the sovereignty and territorial yeah. integrity of Ukraine. Of course, and so I'm so we so are sorry very to interrupt, but it,
1: it is less than clear because 30 minutes after the news conference, the White House press secretary
8: had to actually clarify the president's remarks. Savannah, I'm being clear with you right now. Yes. Okay. And, and, and so, if you're interested, <laughs> I'll continue to be clear. <laughs>
2: if you're Savannah, I'm being clear right now. So that's <laughs> that is. Um, Unbelievable. That is uh, Savannah – what's her last name, Rhino? I can't remember. But uh, MSNBC, I think? Guthrie. Savannah Guthrie. Thank you. Yes. And so that's her getting a little put out with uh, the administration, and their what appears to be a lack of a plan to address this possible Ukraine incursion. And the, the Biden administration without a plan to deal with something militarily? <laughs> Say it ain't so. Yeah, they're too worried about the child tax credits and voting rights. End of democracy! Oh, my gosh. So, you know, Kevin, I, and I don't, don't even really want to go there, but I guess I will. I'm not a what aboutism person. I, I never, and I just don't believe that anything that happened in the past justifies something in the future so a lot of people say well what about the way the media treated donald trump and what about the way the democrats i don't really care and i don't think that that makes a hill of a beans one way or another i just don't think that's relevant what's relevant is that this guy's the president i don't think he's qualified to be such i don't hate him as a person and when he stands in front of the country for two hours he pretty much confirms my position that he's not qualified to lead the nation. It's simple as that. So I'm opining on that. No, Nothing more, nothing less. And, um, you know, the fact that he maybe gets uh, treated harshly by others, that's their choice. Is that because of the way Donald Trump was treated? It shouldn't be, in my opinion. N- nothing that happens in the past like that. You, you can't justify as any future or current actions. Y- you simply can't have a productive society if you're in the business of keeping perpetual scorecards. It's Ibram Kendi saying, we got to fight past racism with present racism, and we got to fight present racism with future racism. In other words, Mr. Kendi, you're sanctioning racism. You're condoning racism. What you portend to say, you're fighting against. That doesn't make any sense.
3: I just wonder what his plan is for future racism.
2: Uh, who knows? He'll only, it makes it's, it's pretty. We go back to the bingo. past
3: racism to deal with future racism.
2: No, it's just insane. I wish we could just expunge that out of our society. Where there's true racism, let's address it. Let's fix it. But don't fabricate it. Like. The uh, the um, inference that, oh, when you show up to vote, if you're a certain race, you just can't. They turn you away, they cart you off, put KKK people, escort you off the property. I mean, that's the impression they project. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I would fight to secure that right to vote. I think most self-respecting, patriotic Americans would. We'll step aside right here. We'll come back. We've got Lucian Smith joining us in the studio. Stay with us.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
1: Home is where your life happens, so make it reflect you. At Miskelly's, find what suits your style and get instant savings up to $300. Plus,
10: finance your purchase for five years with no down payment. Pick it up or we'll deliver. And in one day or two, your house will be your favorite place to come home to. Fill one room or every room. With instant savings and 60 months no money down financing, the low monthly payment will also suit your style. Make it happen at all Miskelly locations.
7: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com
23: to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care, feel better, faster.
1: This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primos here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon.
10: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Both the House and Senate have separate plans that would bump up teacher salaries. Senator hobb Bryan agrees with other lawmakers that see this as a serious priority. He told us Senate Education Chairman Dennis DeBar has held several meetings across Mississippi.
20: One part was quite poignant. He, he said one of the uh, teachers came to a, a meeting that I think was in the evening, and. Um, she had to leave the meeting early because she had to go to her second job. She was a school teacher and had a second job to try to make ends meet.
10: Teachers have weighed in. They say there are pros and cons in both of those bills. The Omicron variant has created a surge in COVID cases across the state and as a result parents and caretakers can now opt to allow their children to use hybrid scheduling if their district allows it. The option is available immediately and will extend through March 11th. Her Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
7: This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com
18: farm bureau insurance go with the home team hey it's richard cross from sports talk mississippi don't miss the college football fix every day at five o'clock driven by ford and your local mississippi ford dealers speaking of ford the trucks of the future were built for everyone the ford f-series america's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight built for performance and capability on and off-road the trucks of the future are not built for a few they are built for america Ford F Series. Drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more
17: details. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at one, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, white tail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on
2: Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now on Amazon Alexa devices. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. you
8: pushing, you pushing, I'm pulling
10: away, pulling away from you. I give I give it, I give and you
2: Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. We got a cold Friday, (laughs) y'all. No (laughs) doubt. Uh, Greg and Nettleton says, I think y'all are great. I choose to live in love rather than malice, hatred, and judgmentalness. Y'all are great. Love, Greg. Appreciate that, Greg. Thank you uh, for listening. I know you're a regular. Member of our audience and engage with us on the ceasefire text line, and really do appreciate that. Stanley in Lafayette, Louisiana, have y'all forgotten about the Black Panthers at polling voting places? But we're trying to keep people from voting, as I recall. That was in the uh, one of the Barack Obama elections. No, we hadn't forgot about that. We've talked about that before. I mean, that truly was voter suppression. I mean, there wasn't any question about that. It was, it was uh, a group of people that represented a special that were intimidating voters and virtually threatening them to walk in and cast their vote. Now, that doesn't get talked about no more than previous incursions and violence at the uh, United States Capitol that occurred. Remember, Rhino, a couple of weeks ago we looked that up, going back to 1915, there was a Harvard professor that set bombs off, and some Puerto Rican nationalists in uh, 1954, I believe, that went to the gallery and shot members of Congress. Then there was the weather underground. We talked about that in 1973, set off a bomb below the Senate chamber. And then uh, who could forget? the uh, situation at the congressional baseball practice where this nut showed up, Bernie Sanders supporter and which one of the Republicans <laughs> I think you brought that out, Rhino and okay, that's the ones I want to shoot. So uh, those were bad deals too. do they do they uh, are they worse than January 6? not I don't know, but to just carve out January 6 just because it's associated with Donald Trump, that's what all that was about. And let's hold a vigil. I don't know. It just seems like a double standard. Joining us now in the studio, our good friend Lucian Smith. He's an attorney at Balsh and Bingham. And uh, I think we're going to see Lucian uh, fill in here in the chair. Looking forward uh, to it, Gerard. Yeah.
24: appreciate you letting me uh, watch how all the magic happens here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, enjoy having you in, as always, my friend. And we got a lot to talk about, a lot to, to discuss, because we've got... So much going on in Washington, and of course we have our legislature in session, and they are deliberating. They they're off to a, a, a quick start, as we heard Scott Waller talk about, and they've got lots of stuff going on uh, as well. So no shortage of content uh, this time of year for us. There's a lot going on right
24: now. That's for sure. Been a busy week.
2: It has. All right. So we got. I'm sure you you. Uh, uh, tuned in maybe to the president's speech. If not, I'm sure you re- reviewed uh, much of what he said, seen the news reports and so forth. It ain't going real well for the president right now.
24: No, it really it it really isn't. I was amazed that uh, he was on for that long, um, but, but but impressed. I mean, I think it's good that the president be accessible, be willing to ask questions, be willing to to take questions from the press. And yep. He's been criticized for not doing a lot of it. Um, I'll say there there were plenty in that uh, his remarks to be critical of. The part that bothered me the most was his comments that the election in November is not going to be legitimate unless this federal takeover of elections get passed. Um, Because, you know, I think it's bad. I, I was critical uh, of of the previous president for undermining faith in elections i think that's not something that joe biden should have done it's not something that that any leader should do i mean if there are, if there are legitimate issues that need to be addressed they should be addressed you know they, they have there's nothing wrong with at the end of an election if you've got a basis to go to court going to court and saying something was wrong but for the president now to say that the elections are going to be in or not going to be legitimate unless he gets his favored uh, electoral policy passed by congress it, to me, is really problematic, and you referenced some of this earlier. You, you think about the uh, the shooting uh, that happened of the congressional Republicans uh, several years ago. Words have consequences, and mo- you know most people, I don't think, listen to what politicians say every day. Most Americans probably aren't talking about Joe Biden's remarks, yeah. uh, and and some folks hear them and kind of tune them out as typical political rhetoric, but some people hear it and take it very literally. And that's going to lead to tremendously negative consequences because the, the Democrats, uh, the pre- starting with the president, many of their members – you played a great clip earlier – And then amplified by the media are suggesting that the Republican playbook for 22 is to suppress minority participation so that we can effectively steal the results. There was a senator uh, during the discussion about the filibuster who said that the goal was to keep the Republicans perpetually in power, which obviously is not true. But somebody's going to listen to that and think the Republic is literally under assault that we're going to be an autocratic uh, country uh, that Republicans have essentially stolen from the people, and someone's going to have a violent reaction to that. Um, and and there are going to be real-world consequences for what are political lies, starting all the way at the very top with the President of the United States.
2: Yeah, and you're so right. But the thing that bothers me, Lucian, is that when we get the rhetoric ratcheted up, to the point of just fabricated hyperbole, you've got this clip we played of uh, Representative Mondaire Jones, who labeled everyone who voted uh, to uh, to not uh, end the filibuster, voted against that that measure, as a white nationalist. Now, yeah. I, maybe this is is uh, sort of um, exaggerating somewhat, but there are folks out there that may hear that and then get violent against a member of the Senate. That's absolutely that right.
24: Way. That's absolutely right. I mean, if you really believe that there is a white nationalist movement that is the Republican Party that is about to uh, suppress the vote of African Americans in the same way that the terrible folks like Bull Connor uh, did in the 1950s and 1960s, right? well, well that, that is a, a cause to take up arms. I mean, you should go to the courts, you should go to the ballot box, and if you're unsuccessful, you've got to defend our republic. And, and you're right. There are a lot of people who are going to tune it out but they're going to be some people who take it literally and they're going to act on that Uh, and we saw it you know you and I talked about it a year ago you saw the the people who did engage uh, in the violence on January 6th they clearly believed that they were there because they had to be Um, and the same thing is going to happen with Joe Biden doing it and we need on both sides we need to take the rhetoric down but I think it's shameful that President Biden uh, suggested that these, uh, the elections in the fall were going to be illegitimate uh, if, these, if these bills didn't pass.
2: If we don't move past this, this concept that everything is about race and that every disparity is a function of racism. I don't see how we ever heal the wounds in this country that have been opened up and how we ever really move forward. Every disparity in it, that's like saying that I can't hit it as far as Tiger Woods because of my race. Right. No, I, I just ain't as good. I don't possess well, his talent that, no matter how hard I
24: work at it. Well, and that's what makes this the, the, the creeping in of critical race theory into K-12 education so insidious. because. You know, when I was growing up, you know, we, we were told the goal to be a non-racist society right. was to not associate specific characteristics with people because of their race. That, right. that You were supposed to value somebody uh, based on their their personality, their characteristics. You know, their their uh, their ability to achieve. Yeah. And now their value exactly their value. And now we're being told, uh, or at least this this CRT movement wants to indoctrinate children to believe that all white people are oppressors uh, and all people of color are uh, inherently oppressed. Now, there are legitimate historical sure. grievances, and we should absolutely be teaching children uh, the history of the United States. But sure. this idea that America is systematically and inherently racist and, and, and irredeemably racist, right. I mean, that that is a big part of what younger people are teaching, uh, and it plays directly into this far-left, sometimes b- legitimately Marxist, uh, uh, goal that people have. I mean, it, this is a, a sort of neo-Marxist movement that's creeping in little by little, and and I think it's important that people fight it. Uh, and, and you know, there's legislation moving right now yep. uh, through the legislature to ban CRT, and I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, and you hear people say, "Well, it's, it's not a problem yet in Mississippi." Well, a, I don't know if it's being taught anywhere, right. but. Why not ban it while it's not being taught yeah, so that what it, it doesn't sense. start creeping in? Yeah, I
2: totally agree. You know, one of the things that uh, happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, thankfully it looks like it's been revoked in uh, in most cases, you had uh, the FDA, you had the city of New York, you had Minnesota, Utah, all uh, ordering that, that uh, critical health care should be dispensed and prioritized to minorities like you're... That's not the way healthcare is supposed to be dispensed. I thought you're supposed to go through a triage process to determine who needed it the most. If I, you have
24: a, a, a shortage of the supply of the care, absolutely, absolutely, it should it should go to people based on who has the highest need for it. Um, and you saw that with vaccine delivery last right. year. Chicago and some other places made a point, uh, California, of saying we're only going to give it out uh, in certain communities.
2: That's crazy. We had somebody that texted us earlier. I can't remember who it was. Rhino that, and we pointed this out that you. You got uh, the city of Washington D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, African-American female, who's requiring uh, vaccine proof and proof of ID to just essentially engage in society, go to a restaurant, a store, what have you. But when it comes to voting, oh no, you don't need anything. I mean, how is one racist and one now, the double standard is mind-boggling and it's disturbing. We got final segment coming up. Lucian will be back with us. Stay with us.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny skies and cold. High only to 39. Tonight, partly cloudy and chilly. Low around 21. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 45. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 51. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
1: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go 601-879-3969.
6: Ace Bolt & Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt & Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt & Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt.
1: Solutions.
25: When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authorities.
17: Gatto here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Days with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Stardust by David
10: Bowie.
2: Haha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one there. I like China Girl. We gotta play that one sometime. Oh yeah. That's a good tune. If you ain't heard folks, Meatloaf seventy four passed away. And um Who else was it? Louis? Louis Anderson. Yeah, Louie Anderson, excuse me. Yep. Anyhow, we are uh, back in the studio. We've got final segment underway. Lucian Smith, who's going to be filling in from time to time when we're away. Appreciate that. Been shadowing today, uh, taking it all in. He's going to do great uh, in the chair. So, uh, you know, we were just just talking, Lucian, about this, this ratcheted-up hyperbole that I don't think is serving any purpose, and I think the noise is getting starting to get tuned out. The reality is... Americans shouldn't have to worry about what the heck these people in Washington are doing. The fact that we do and we are, and
24: it means that they got too much power. That is exactly right. They shouldn't have to worry. That's exactly right. I mean, it, it. the federal government is supposed to do a handful of things. The enumerated powers laid out in Article 2 uh, are very clear on what they should be doing. It's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, but you're right. It, it should not matter as much as it does to people, because they ought to be doing the handful of things that the Constitution leaves to them, and the rest of it uh, should be handled at the states, and it ought to be handled at the most local level in the state, uh, additionally. Totally. So when the 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 President, the other day, made the
2: statement that uh, Republicans don't have a plan. I think the thing that's hard for those that are are adherents to the concept that the federal government uh, should, in fact, conform to the Constitution and its appropriate functions under the Constitution, as you just indicated, often that means two things from a a government perspective and legislative perspective, perspective, policy perspective, doing nothing. Or taking down stuff that's been done that was bad. Right. And that's harder to sell that. And we don't do as good a job, I feel like, as a party uh, selling that as do those that are selling. I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that. I mean, that's easy.
24: Right. Oh look! I mean, the Democrats are always going to win on narrative. You know, they're always going to be able to say, "Vote for us because we help people." Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a much tougher sell to say we're going to shrink the size of government. That that doesn't tug on the heartstrings. I mean, I would argue by shrinking the size and scope of government, you're actually helping people a great deal more. Agree. Uh, Than these sort of uh, transfer programs the Democrats like so much that weigh down the economy, uh, stifle growth, and have more people uh, not out there working and creating businesses. So uh, I think we end up helping people more, but that's certainly they they always present a transformational uh, agenda, and and that sells in some quarters. Fortunately, yeah. it doesn't sell in in most when we stick to good solid policy.
2: I mean, why, why isn't it fair to say, okay, Joe, you say the Republicans are not for for uh, anything or don't have a plan, what, however he said it. Well, what about the uh, returning to the stuff that was working, such as I- exploiting and leveraging our, our vast, abundant natural resources that are there for right. us to consume, uh, to, to function as a society? You've cut all that off. That's, That's right. largely driving the increased price at the pump. Uh, what, what about these onerous vaccine mandates that are definitely playing into the supply chain shortage, which you, which you don't seem to acknowledge even exists? What about the tax cuts that you want to totally repeal and add more taxes, which created a, a vibrant economy and lowest unemployment and put money in people's pockets? I mean, that's what we're for.
24: Right. We saw how it worked when we had Republican leadership. We're now seeing how it works when we have Democratic leadership. And I think that's why, when we get to November, the Republicans are going to take back Uh, the House and the Senate. I think they've got the potential to take them back in a big way. And I frankly think it's one of, you know, we saw this back in 16, the Democrats don't want to admit that their their policies are out of step with what most Americans want. And so rather than say, well, maybe we should have... talked about bread and butter issues like better jobs and better schools and not bathroom issues in North Carolina uh, for, you know, transgender issues. Instead of saying that, they said, oh, well, the Russians stole the election in 16 because of this collusion. <laughs> exactly. And now they're going ahead and sort of advancing the story that, well, it's all going to be because of voter suppression when we get walloped uh, in November. And that's, that's also going to be a lie. because they're unwilling to grapple with how out of touch they are with most Americans. It's
2: a great point. So people under 30. CBS just conducted a poll. Uh, they turned out record numbers, of course, in 18 and 20. Uh, six in 10 of them voted for Biden. Their approval rating now has dropped from 70 percent of the president in February to 42 percent, a precipitous 28-point decline over the year, and th- uh, and that's for people under the age of 70. And this is a CBS poll, right? so you can't say this is some rigged conservative polling outfit. Uh, They've got to certainly... I know presidents look at polls every day. Uh, He dismisses
24: them, though. Well, it, it, yeah. I, I, he says he dismisses them. I suspect he goes back and sweats bullets when he's not in front of the cameras. He tells <laughs> us he dismisses Every politician
2: says they dismiss them when they're not good. I don't pay attention. <laughs> Unless it was 70% in his favor. Look at my poll right. numbers, That's right? That's exactly right. Lucy appreciate you being in the studio today. To it, has here, been, it has been It has been quite the eventful week here, hasn't it, Rhino? Uh, oh, yeah. You, you and I will be back at it again uh, next week. Until then, we hope you have a very uh, good weekend. Stay safe. God bless everyone.